Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. I am back. Dino is back, and we're going to have fun tonight. Tonight, we're going to have some fun. It's going to be some good times. Uh, these are our guests. My first guest, I'm going to bring on. I'm going to bring on Dino first, but after we bring on Dino, we're going to have Art from Creative E-Liquid on. Why am I having Art from Creative E-Liquid on? Because Art makes the best fucking e-liquid I've ever had in my life. I love it. I use it every day. I have not stopped using it since I tried it, I don't know how many months ago. And it's Choco Mint. I love this guy's fucking Choco Mint. It's the best stuff ever. I can vape it night and day. If I had to be left with one e-liquid in the world, only one, I'd say give me Choco Mint. Because I never, ever, ever get sick of it. And I want to have Art on to talk about some of his e-liquid. And to congratulate him on making such a phenomenal fucking e-liquid that I'm just in love with. So we're going to have Art on. After we have Art on, I'm going to bring Russ on for a little bit. Yes, Russ is going to come on. I have to bring Russ on because I was listening to his show a few days ago, and I heard him say this. But I can tell you right now, in New York, I could walk into any vape shop in New York, and I could buy illegal drugs. I'm telling you that, right? And I'm not saying that's what's going on in Michigan. I'm just telling you that I, I know that today. I can do that. And that's went through my brain when I heard that. I have to ask him about that comment <laughs> because that's just a crazy fucking thing to say. So we're going to talk to Russ about that and some other stuff. And then I'm going to have somebody else on after Russ. It was very interesting. I was in the store this week and uh, one of our customers came up to me and he was telling me how uh, this guy is going to be making him a vape holster like a holster he could wear on the side of, you know, on his belt so he can put his like mod and his juice and stuff in there. Now, when I heard this, I thought that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. <laughs> that's dumb. A vape holster. How stupid is that? Now, the guy came in today. He got his vape holster and I was and, he, and the guy that makes him actually came in as well. And I got to tell you, I'm not one to wear a holster because I just that's not me. I don't wear holsters. But I got to say, the thing was fucking nice. I mean, this guy hand makes these things. It, it was really, really nice. I have pictures. I want to show you guys pictures. I'm going to bring the guy on after I bring on Russ that makes this vape holster. Because even though it's not something I would use, I do think it's something that other people would use. And these things are fucking beautiful. I got to admit, I mean, they're very, very nice. Uh, I was actually taken back when I saw them. So that is the show. But before we start all this, we got to bring on our uh, our star. He's the star of the show. His intro music tonight is courtesy of Dimitri and Ruby Rue. I love this song. Oh, yeah. Dino loves this song, oh, yeah. too. They're singing your intro music tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a great song. This is number one in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> Dimitri's oh, rocking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dino's dancing right now. Who was dancing when you had sheep playing? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Life is better than sheep. I could dance to this all night. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sing it, Ruby. That's a hit song. What's going on, Dino? How you doing, buddy? Not bad. How are you doing? 
Very good. Very good. How's your new headset? Is it good? So far, so good. Excellent. Yeah, I was talking about the vape holster. I'm telling you, Dino, this guy told me about it. I'm like, that's fucking stupid, right? (laughs) Are we bringing fanny packs next? (laughs) I'm just not a holster. I mean, you know. But I, I, you know, I have to admit, the guy came in and he brought in his vape holster, and the thing was beautiful. I mean, it, it was leather, and he and he does this, he hand makes them, and he has this whole process of how he does it. It was really, I mean, he doesn't just make those; he makes like wallets, and he makes all kinds of stuff. But the guy's really talented. I gotta say, the thing was fucking amazing. And hang on, I show you the pictures. I'll show everybody the pictures right now. I'm gonna put the link in the chat. Click on this. All right, look at that, Dino. There's I put uh, five pictures up. He showed me five different ones. Look at them. You see them? Yeah. They're pretty nice, aren't they? Yeah, it looks like she hold a gun, though, not yeah. a fucking mod. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm telling you, but they're beautiful. I, I was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, it's like, I mean, it takes a long time to make these things because I guess, like, you see the designs in them? He has to, like, do it by hand, and he, like takes a hammer and he has to like hammer the design in with, I don't know, he'll explain what he does, but it, it was, it was very interesting. And I, listen, I think the guy's talented. He was showing me all kinds of work that he does. He does motorcycle seats too. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, he, I, you know, listen, I wouldn't wear that thing, but it's, it's, I think there's people who would, and I found out. I should get up my motorcycle seat made with a holster built into it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> get a vape poster on each side. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I found it interesting. So, how was your day today? Good. That is good. Yeah, the day with the boy, my buddy. We're gonna have Russ on later. Oh boy! I know. I'm scared. <laughs> well, I have to ask him about that because that comment—I can't believe you made that comment. Um, I want to talk to him about Sean Thomas because I want to give him my opinion. I don't know if he knows my opinion or not. And uh, I have to ask him as well, because people go nuts all the time. They fucking come after me. I don't know why, about why he doesn't do his show every week. And I want him to finally explain to people why he does. Listen, I understand why he doesn't do a show every week. And I think it's fucking insane that people go nuts if he doesn't do a show. But I think he should at least explain, you know. I don't think he should explain. Well, he shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to. He's explained it a hundred fucking times already. Well. If he doesn't have... If he doesn't have a content that he thinks is going to be interesting. Well, I know. He says, that, he says that if I don't think I'm going to be able to put on a good show, then, you know, I don't do a show. Yeah. I understand. I don't. I, if, even if I think I'm not going to have a good show, I just do it anyway. <laughs> we always have a good show. Well, because, you know, there are times where, you know, I thought, God, this show's going to be terrible. And it ended up being like one of my greatest shows. So, you know, I do it anyway, even though, but that's just me. Yeah, we always put on a great show, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, so hang on. I want to get Art on the phone first. This Art, I'm telling you. he's. I was talking to him the other day about coming on the show, and uh, he was telling me, you know, about making e-liquid and stuff, and he goes, you know, I'm, I'm not like CJ. He's like, you know, CJ is like the master of making e-liquid, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he's not the master. Uh, hang Mr. On. Monkey Juice? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he makes good juice, but it's not like, it's not some fucking artist or something. Let's see. <laughs> Let's call Art. Let's get him on the line. I want to thank this guy for making the greatest fucking juice ever. He's out in Cali. California. Whoa, shit, that's loud. There we go. That's better. 
That is better. Let's talk to Arts. I like the name. Creative. Hello. Hello. Art, what's up, man? Hey. Hey. Is this Kevin? This is Kevin. We're on the air. How are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, first of all, Arts, I want to thank you for making one of the most incredible e-liquids I've ever had. I use it every day. I use it day and night. If I don't have it in my tank, I have it in my dripper. If it's not in my dripper, I have it in my tank. I get 120 mil bottles of it because I'm afraid I'm going to run out. Uh, there actually has been times where I've run out and I've like freaked out and I like start like buying 15 mil bottles at the store and they're like, "What are you doing? You're buying all the fun." <laughs> it's, it's, it's the greatest. Thank you so much. It really is. It's fantastic. And you know what's funny is, is when we first, you know, we, we saw it at the store, Dino, and when we first got it in, they were like, try it. And I'm like, I don't want to try it. I fucking hate chocolate. I don't even like really eat chocolate. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to. And they're like, just try it. And I, I couldn't believe how good it was. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God. I, it, it, you know, it, it was great. And I just want to thank you for making a phenomenal e-liquid. Now, I, yeah, go ahead. I, now, I, well, I, I just want to ask, number one, when did you start doing this? When did you start making e-liquid? I started maybe three months ago, three, four months ago. Three, four months ago. Wow. How long have you been yeah. vaping? I've been vaping maybe close to three years. Three. So why did you, did you start making e-liquid? Because you just wanted to try, like, you know, for yourself? Or did you start making it because you knew you wanted to, like, start an e-liquid business? Well, actually, uh, I've always wanted to make e-liquid because I, you know, like, I want to make the flavors that I like. Yep. But I was, during that time, I was working with uh, CJ. Yep. Uh, the vaping monkey. Yes. And uh, I felt like, no, uh, you know, that's his thing. So, but then uh, later on, uh, you know, like he got big and then I said, okay, sure. Uh, I, I'm going to talk to him. And then I talked to him and then he said, yeah, go ahead, do it. You know, so I did it. <laughs> so, I mean, CJ, I mean, big mean like he got really big. CJ's gotten fat. He's putting on a lot of weight. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> he's he's going to get mad at me. <laughs> oh, okay. You mean big. You mean he, big. Uh, he's, my, he's been my friend for a long time. He's, <laughs> he's been my friend a long time, too. He's still a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this. So you, work, you worked at the, uh, the store at the Vapor Venue with CJ, right? Actually, I worked with him since. The big, almost the beginning when he started making juice. Yep, I was work. I was doing everything. I mean, he's my good friend, and he he came up to me and said, "You know, Art, you know, help me out. You know, I'm starting to make juice." And so I was there right alongside with him, but I was doing everything else but mixing. So right, and I've always wanted to mix myself, but you know, like you know, that's his thing, and. We opened the store, the first store, and then uh, I we opened the Melrose store where I work at right now. So, and then later oh, so, on, you so know, so like, you work you work I at said, the you know, maybe you work at the Melrose store. So you still work at the Melrose store with CJ? No, yeah, that's my store. That's I manage the store. Okay, you, you manage. I, I manage a vapor venue too. We have something in common. Hey, does does yes. <laughs> does he does he sleep a lot during the day? Because I, I notice whenever I see CJ, he just like 
falls asleep. Like he could be sitting up in a fucking chair and just fall asleep for like twenty minutes. Like, does he, <laughs> does, does, no, he's, he's a sleeping he's, monkey. Does he sleep a lot? He's got, well, he's got so much. He's got so much responsibility. <laughs> so every 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 chance he gets, he sleeps. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's like like last time you like there was one time he was up here, right? And like we were looking around mm-hmm. for like locations, and he would get in the car and he would just pass right the fuck out, and then wake got, like, up. Narcolepsy? Is yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. It's almost like narcolepsy. He would just fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep. Wake up. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, actually, me and we have this. We're on, we're, we have something in common. We, I do the same thing. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just playing. Yeah, CJ knows I love him. I, I'm just playing around. So, so yeah, so you work at the store, and uh, so you started making the liquid, and obviously CJ liked it because he's carrying it in all the stores, right? Yeah, I got his blessing. And every time I make juice, I he's I always, like, he's the last guy I let it, I let him try my juice, I say. I always tell him, like, hey, CJ, is this good enough? And then he'll, he's like, okay. Add a little bit of this, and then, then after that, you know, I make it <laughs> right because he's he's my buddy. So right, no, we we all love Dino. Love CJ too, don't you, Dino? Yes, I do. <laughs> Godfather of e-liquid. The Godfather of e-liquid. Oh my God! Yeah, well, I mean, you got to get his blessing to make fucking juice. Now, so. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no, he's my friend. You know, I know. <laughs> Just you know, like. He's got, if it says yes, that means yes. You know what I'm saying? Because right. because uh, he's not gonna say something that you know. That's why, like, I make it and like I let customers try it at my store. That's why it's good to have to have a store because then you know people can try it and then that's how I make my juice anyway. Right. Right. So you know, that's nice. I mean, CJ would try, and he'll be honest with you, tell you if it's good or if it's bad, and then, you know, that way. And, and it's nice yeah. that it lets you sell it in the store and stuff. Listen, I'm happy it lets you sell it because it's fucking phenomenal. So he has, okay, yes, this, this is what you. he has, Dean. Okay, he has Choco Mint, which we know I love. He makes four juices. He has Choco Mint. Mm-hmm. He has Morning Commute, which is a raspberry mocha. Now, mm-hmm. so people understand, you really got to fucking, like, caught. Uh, Morning commute is it's strong. It's a strong fucking mocha. I mean, there's raspberry, but you really gotta right. fucking like like if you like drinking black coffee, then you're gonna love a morning right. commute. You know that 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 that's all it comes down to. It's very strong. He's got the crimson spark. Yeah, now, well. crimson spark I find interesting because the way you describe it isn't what I taste. I taste cherry limeade, but that's not the description you have. That's what I. That's what everybody tastes. They taste it and they go, oh, "It's cherry limeade." But you don't describe yes, it as that. It is a cherry limeade, but I made it. Yeah, that's well. Actually, uh, I it's cherry limeade. Right, it is because in the description that's, it's something like citrus yeah. something. I'm like, the fuck's he talking about? It's cherry limeade. No, so- my my <laughs> my description. What what I do is like I don't. I'm not like other juice makers where they like make an elaborate description of their juice and then i i make a very simple description so because every person has a different taste palette you know what i'm saying right so if if i make it as very simple every person that tries it will have their own imagination right 
and and the blue orbit, which is best way to describe blue orbit, it's like a menthol with peppermint. It's like a piece of gum. It's like vaping a piece of gum. That that's the best way to describe it. I don't I don't even like menthols. I think I love the blue orbit. I love the crimson spark. I'm in love with the chocolate mint. The morning commute I don't like just because I don't like coffees or mochas, but that's just me. There's other people (laughs) that like it. I mean, I'm just be honest, right. but those three I love. I mean, they're they're really really good. I I mean, you, you make really good juice, and uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's incredible. I try to make it uh, all day vape. That's my goal. Yes. I don't want it. I don't like making juice that's really really sweet because then you get tired of it. Yes. I want somebody to enjoy it the whole day. That is true, and your juice so. is flavorful, but it's not too sweet, like. I love the right. uh, the pinup vapors, uh, Sophia from Pinup Vapors. I love that juice. It's great. I mm-hmm. think it tastes great, but I can't use it all the time because it's too sweet. It's, I, I I have to put it down. Right. You know where? And then there's some yeah. juices that just don't have enough flavor. You got just the right mix of flavor without it being you know overpowering or too sweet. Let me ask you this, Art: Are you working on another flavor mm-hmm. right now? I am. I, I always work at. Actually, I, I mix a lot of different flavors, a lot. Can you attempt? And, uh, can you attempt a, a lot fla- of them? Don't. Can you attempt uh, to make something for me? I there's what a flavor. It? It, it doesn't exist. Uh, nobody's made it yet. Mm-hmm. Make a okay. a cherry vanilla tea. Cherry vanilla tea. Hmm. Yes, that's a pretty good. I drank cherry vanilla tea years ago. It was. Fucking the greatest tea I've ever had in my life. I haven't been able to find it since. Cherry vanilla and tea Cherry. is phenomenal. And if anybody can pin it, I know you can. Okay, sure. Is that a challenge? That is a challenge, sir. And then, okay. and then, if you're able to create right. it, then uh, Dino will come up with a name for it. <laughs> we'll call okay. it sure. Cherry vanilla. Why tea. not? What are you going to call it, Dino? No, <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, it's funny. I, uh, you know what, Art, I got to tell you this. I got to tell Dino this too. I was in the uh, store uh, this week and Baker White had actually called me uh, a couple weeks ago. And Baker, and mm-hmm. listen, back in the day when I didn't like drip and use all this stuff and I use like just regular clear oil tanks, Baker White is great juice. It's a higher PG juice, but I lo- they have great, great e-liquid. Baker White has great e-liquid. Right. So they called me and they said, well, We've got this high VG line now where, you know, it's for like dripping and stuff. And we want to send you some samples. So I'm like, fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's fucking awesome, right? So we get the samples the other day. And uh, they're in these nice little bottles and everything. There's all this paperwork with it. So I'm looking at the bottle. Have you seen this, Dino? They're they're e-liquid. Listen to what they did. The e-liquid doesn't have names. It has numbers like 101, 105, 103. Oh, yeah. So I've like, some of those yeah. So I'm figuring. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I'm hoping like the paperwork tells me what the flavors are, and none of this paperwork tells me what the flavors are. So I'm like, okay, well I'll go online. So I go online, and I'm reading about this on their uh-huh. site. Now get this shit. This is fucking stupid. This is what they did. They said mm-hmm. that there are no descriptions for the flavors. In fact, the flavors are so complex. That they don't even have descriptions. There's no descriptions. And that it's really up, I guess, to the person vaping to figure out what it is. Are you fucking kidding me? How, listen. (laughs) 
How the fuck am I supposed to sell that juice? Okay, so someone comes in. Oh, we have this juice. It's 101. Oh, what flavor is it? Oh, I don't know. It's so complex. I guess you have to decide. Dino, is that fucking not stupid? That's the dumbest marketing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Who came up with that? I mean, I... That's funny. And it's a shame because, I mean, we had some people try the juice and it's actually not that bad, but I I can't sell it because I don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> right? Right, Art? I mean, you know how it is. They're like, you know, do they do the same thing in yeah. Bowers, like where people sit down and they ask for the juices, hand them juices? And then, you know, that a lot of people ask, well, what flavor is it? How can you say, oh, I don't know? They're going to be like, what do you mean oh, you don't yeah, know? You're going to sound like a fucking please. moron. Yeah, you got to at least know what it is. Give it a fucking description. I mean, right. you know, I had one of the guys try them. I said, what is I... one? You know, 103 is like, oh, it's tobacco with some uh, berry flavor. So why can't they fucking say that? It's. Dumbest marketing of move course. ever. Whoever made that move should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I make my description at least. I, I make it really basic, so so I you know I don't want it to to be too elaborate because if I make that description and every person has a different taste palette, so if if that person doesn't taste the way I described it, then then uh, it's a fail, you know. Right, because every person has a different taste palette. So, so if 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 I describe it like a, a very simple, simple, then then it's easier that way. So they don't expect too much. Well, I have to ask you this, Art, because people ask. I I talk about chocolate mint. I've talked about it on previous shows, and then I get emails from people. Where Thank do you. I get it? Where do I get it? Where do Thank I you. get it? Where? Does somebody get Choco Mint? Like, if somebody's sitting at home, they're like, w- can they order it online, or is it just in brick and mortars right now? Yes. Yes. Actually, uh, of course, in Connecticut, you can go to a vapor venue. That is correct. <laughs> and, <laughs> but if you're too far from vapor venue, Plainville, and you're not in the Los Angeles area, then uh, you can go to vaporvenue.com. It's where, you know, oh, so I CJ put it up juice. on. Uh, he put it up on vape. You can buy it on the website. Yes. Oh no shit! Do. Oh, that's great. All right, so you go to Vapor Venue and get yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know that because you know before he just had the monkey juice up there and that was it. Yeah. After when I when he I when he uh, allowed. I mean, when we we start selling at our vapor venue stores, he he also decided to put it up on the um, on his website. Now, now, see, Dino, Shit, you better, <laughs> Dino. Do you understand why I decided to work with CJ? I mean, he he's such a great guy. He's he's letting the guy the guy makes juice. He's letting the guy sell the juice in all the stores. He's he's putting up the juice on his website so the guy can sell it on the website. That's the kind of guy CJ is. Mm-hmm. I know how CJ is. No, he's, he's a, CJ's he balls is. to the wall. Right, right. Yes. That's what so I like about CJ. He's been my he friend is. for a while. Yeah, see, how long have you been friends with CJ? Like uh, like many years? Maybe maybe close to 10 years. Oh, wow. So you knew him before all this vaping yeah. monkey uh, stuff. Yeah, we, we yeah we knew each other. I, I was there when he first got his first um, um, e-cigarette from 7-Eleven. Yep, I was there when he started uh, getting into it, and I know him. I've I've known him for a long time. He he always like if he liked something, he'll 
like try to be good at it. So, so you hung around him when he was in his uh, Fast and Furious phase. Uh, no, actually, just <laughs> after that. <laughs> but I saw his car. His his car from Fast and Furious. I saw it, but it was like in a bad. It wasn't even drivable. <laughs> yeah, did, he had to sell that car. Yeah, Dino. He actually owned a car from the from the movie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, I saw that car. Yeah. But it was like uh, it was it was junk. It was junk when I saw it. <laughs> he had to sell it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I I don't want to uh, you know hold you up too much. I want to thank you for coming on, Art. I really appreciate it. Thank well, you thank for making you so such much. a wonderful e liquid. It's probably the biggest selling e liquid we have in our store. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I'm going to put a link in thank the so chat much. as well as the replay notes to uh your website i'll put it there boom we'll put it put it in the replay because most people listen to the replay and uh yeah man i mean just just keep it up with the juice man it's good it really really is and uh, thank you i just want to say yeah i just want to say thank you to all all the people in especially in connecticut that you know like buys my juice (laughs) oh yeah i heard it's doing really well at uh the plainville store so, and thanks, I, thanks, guys. And I, I want to tell you something too. Like when people just because I do this all the time, when people come in to try juice, okay, like at, at Melrose when you're there, people for some uh-huh. reason they see chocolate mints and they just kind of blow by uh-huh. it. I will give it to people. I'll say, here, try this. They'll go, what's that? I'll go, it's chocolate mint. Right. Nine, I swear Thank to God, I'm not exaggerating. So Nine out of ten times, they go, oh my god, that's fucking great, and they buy it. It's just for some reason, because I did the same thing. I see chocolate mint. I'm like, I don't want that. But when you try it, you go, holy fuck. And, and they end up buying it. So yeah. even if they don't ask for it at Melrose, give it to them anyway. Say, just try this. I think you might like it. You'll be surprised. A lot of people, yeah. you know, because they actually, just... Actually, my juice is doing real well at Melrose. It's selling really good. Is so. it selling better than the monkey but, juice? You know, but Plainville is, is, is like, different it's just something chocolate is like number one in plainville yep but in in uh in uh melrose all my juices are selling right is it selling better all, is all, this, all four flavors is it selling better than the monkey juice mm, not quite <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't go that i wouldn't stretch that far <laughs> art's not gonna say <laughs> <laughs> all right man well not selling better but i checked <laughs> I checked the um, the sales. Uh, I'm number two. That's good. That is excellent. I think you're number one, but that's okay. You're being nice. All right. Well, th- <laughs> monkey, then create it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Art. I really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for making such a great juice. And we will talk to you later. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. All thank right, you, Dino. Later. Okay. Bye. Take care, buddy. I like Art. He sounds like he's sleeping. <laughs> That's just the way he is. <laughs> oh, I like Art. He's a nice guy. All right. We got to bring on Russ now. Where's Russ? Where is Russell? Russell, where are you? We're going to bring him on this way. Let's see. Do, 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 do. There we go. We're bringing him on like this, Dino. Look at that picture from like 20 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that a beer? <laughs> yeah. I think it was probably 20. When that, is that a beer I, or a dildo? I don't know what that is. I know that's an old-ass picture. Very look how, device. Yeah, look how thin he is in that picture. There's no way. There's no, way. no way. He's not that thin not now. Hello? Hmm. We were just looking at your picture. Oh, God. It's an old picture. Yeah, I'm saying that's got to be a really old picture because you're, like, thin in that picture. Yeah. That's... What are you holding in the picture? A beer. Oh, that is a beer. Dino was right. Okay. Rush, okay. Rush showed me some pictures of him when he was younger. Yeah. Uh, He's a handsome guy. Yeah, thanks. I don't know what happened in his old age? <laughs> uh, hey, Kevin, I don't, I, I don't know if the audience is seeing this, but I'm getting a, a terrible, terrible echo. Oh, is it gone? It's gone. Yep, it's just yep. gone. It goes away. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what it is. Trolls in this fucking show. <laughs> it's trolls. I got to tell you, right? He sent me a picture. I don't know. Maybe it was a year ago, and uh, it was a picture of him with some girl. But it was, I think, he was in college. He said. And I was like, "Wow, look at Ross! He, look, he looks good." With the, <laughs> the, the, with the blonde chick? I, it would, no, it was some girl sitting behind you with glasses on, sunglasses. It was like a black and white picture. But I mean, you looked—you were definitely young, and you know, you looked different. When I, in, uh, when I was in college in 1996, in 1996, I weighed 135 pounds. Yeah, you were thin. I, I was 135 pounds in the seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I was as tall as I am now. I was, you know, 5'11", 135 pounds. I, 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 when I went to college, I, uh, uh, I dropped a lot of weight quickly. When I came home, yeah, I walked into the house. My mother looked at me, and she ran into her closet and locked herself in there for a half an hour. She refused to come out. I was so, I was emaciated. I mean, I, you could, you could see the bones on my jaw. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I stayed very thin up through, uh, I don't know, as late as like 2007 or 2008. And I just put on a lot of weight and haven't really t- taken it off. Well, no, that's not true because you did that diet last year for a while. Yeah, that took a lot of weight off. I put most of that back. Yeah. I got to get back on that. Right. It worked. I don't know. I mean, I, I made fun of the fucking diet, but I, I, I got to no, admit, it, it, it worked. It, it works, but it's like if you... You have to be, I mean, you don't have to be disciplined in terms of like, obviously not eating fatty things and, and delicious food. You could eat as much delicious food as you want. You just, you really cannot touch any carbohydrates, you know, or, or very, very few. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if your fridge is fully stocked and you feel like cooking every night, and I do like to cook, but I, I kind of don't like to cook seven nights a week. So inevitably you uh, or I, you know, I end up falling a little away from it. I have some pasta and then it all goes to shit. So it, 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 you don't have to restrict yourself from good stuff, but you, you do have to have some willpower to, to not stray. And I find that difficult. And yeah, I, I don't really care that much, to be honest with you at this point. I mean, it's for the health, I guess, but for the way I look, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. I'm married 27 years. She's stuck with me whether she likes it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was some interview, guys. I mean, you know what I, you know what I learned? What did you learn? I learned that everybody has a different flavor palette. That's right. <laughs> and I also, I also learned that Choco Mint is doing very well. Number two. It is. It's number, no, it's not number two. It's number one. He's being nice. I love, I, I, I still got to send you some, Russ. I love Choco Mint. I, I, I. I've been vaping six years and I haven't come across the liquid that I love this much. I don't know. It's, 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 you, you know, the funny thing is you actually have some. 
that you, I'm not saying you'd like it more or, or less. I'm saying it would be close. You were talking about uh, the Baker White that you got and the reason why, I, I, did you try their chocolate mint? I would, wouldn't be surprised if you didn't because how the fuck are you going to find it? Right. Yeah, they, they, the number 104 is a chocolate mint. Um, and I agree with you. I love that company. I really love Baker White. I love what they do. I love how they do it. And I love a lot of their flavors, but you could not be more right with that naming thing. I mean, you got to, if you want to put a number on every liquid, okay, that's fine. Just, you just got to put in a little piece of paper or something in the, in the literature and the marketing that says, this is what it is because you can't, you can't put a $22 juice or whatever it retails for. I'm not really sure. You can't put a juice at that price or really at any price, but you, you can't expect people to just be like, okay, it doesn't have a description. Nobody's going to buy something that they don't know what it is unless it's like a sampler pack. You know, it, I agree with you. And it's really unfortunate because that dripping line is really good. There's like, there's like a few really solid winners in that pack. That chocolate mint is fantastic. They got a couple of tobaccos that are really good. They got a couple of, I don't know, I guess they're berries or fruits, some really sweet stuff that's good. It's good stuff, but I, the number thing, it makes me sad because it's, it's good juice that a lot of people aren't going to taste just because they're not, they're not going to be, they're not going to go for something they don't know what it is. They're not going to put down money for something they do, you know? No, and a store can't sell it because I have to say what it is. People go, oh, what, what's the flavor? What is it? I, uh, 104. Yeah, according to their marketing, I have to say it's so complex that there's no description. That, that sounds ridiculous. And, and, you know, and, and some of them are, but like just for example, the, the number 104, the chocolate mint. As far as I can tell, that's what it is. It's chocolate and mint. I'm not detecting. I, I don't. I'm not the most. I don't look for these things. I, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me it's blue. It's blue. But as far as I could tell, it's chocolate and mint. It, it's actually pretty simple. I mean, it's great, but I, I don't. I don't detect anything going on in there. What's the harm in just at least giving a general description? It's chocolate and mint and some other fucking fruity shit. You know, fucking hazelnuts or who knows what else. But to me, it's chocolate and mint. It was a bad marketing move, and whoever came up with that idea and marketing must be fired. I guess. That's simple. All right. Well, I, I so Dino, did this guy from Movapes want to come on? Yeah, he, he said, uh, did I give you his number? Yeah, I got his number. Do you want me to bring him on now? Because we're going to talk about to this you, Whatever you want to do. Okay. Well, because I want him, I, I want, you know, I'll bring him on now. What's his uh, first name? How do you pronounce it? Satish. Satish. Oh, okay. I know that guy. Nice guy. Oh, you know Satish? Not very well, but I've gone to the store a couple of times. I think if it's the guy I'm talking about. Okay. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, I mean. Well, let's call Satish. Let's bring him on for this discussion. No, 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 no. Let's do that. Okay. Might as well bring on Satish. From Mo where is Mo Vapes? Where is it in New York? Crown Heights. Okay. Hello? Is this Satish? Yep. How are you, sir? This is Kevin. We are on the air. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Uh, no problem. Now, you're from uh, Movapes, uh, that's correct? Correct. Okay, where is it located in New York? Uh, we're at uh, 1415, uh, 1413 Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn, uh, Crown Heights area. Okay, you're in the Crown Heights area. Okay, and apparently and our Russ... second location is closer uh, to King's Highway. Okay, so you have two locations. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And apparently Russ has been to one of your locations. Right, Russ? Yeah, he's, uh, I met him at uh, the uh, Bedford Avenue location on uh, one of our vape meets. Oh, okay. I've been to the Crown Heights one. I don't know if I've been to the Bedford one. Um, yeah, that is, that's Bedford Avenue. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, uh, thank you for coming on, number one. Uh, I actually talked to a, another owner of a, uh, a vape shop in New York City, and they did not want to come on. Uh, and it was interesting. They said they were very upset by what Russ said, but they did say, uh, being as upset as they are, there is some sort of there is some truth to what he was saying. So I want to well, first. I want to play what I heard on Russ's show. This is what Russ said, and I, and I actually played the whole thing. Russ, I just had the clip cut out before, but I I I've got the the whole thing now. So I'll play it. Sure, I can tell you right now, in New York, I could walk into any vape shop in New York, and I could buy illegal drugs. I'm telling you that, right? And I'm not saying that's what's going on in Michigan. I'm just telling you that I, I know that today. I can do that. Which means that every vape shop owner in New York, you know, unless anything's changed in the, in the past couple months since I've been through a shop, you guys are asleep at the wheel, too. And it's, and, it's, and it's far worse. Now you're talking about maybe getting your whole business shut down. Forget about a fine for selling. In, well, in New York, it's under 21. Um, so th- there's, there's shop owners. You're all, you know, a lot of you, are, you're asleep at the wheel. And this could have easily been you. It could have been, it could have been almost anybody. Now... Well, let me hold on, Kevin. You did not play the whole thing. Well, because, because I I listened to it. And after that, you you just it just went out. You went back to discussing what you were discussing. Right, right. But can can I just say what I said, and you'll agree? Okay, go I ahead. Said every vape shop that I've been to, I have not been to every vape shop in New York, but I've been to quite a few. I have not been to all of them, so I can't talk about all of them because I haven't been to all of them. But what I just played there, you said any and vape shop in New York, and that is a that is a. It might be a true statement, but I don't know it to be true. And I later clarified. I realized I made a mistake, and I clarified it. And I'll clarify it again. I'll, I'll, let, let's not pussyfoot around. I'll just, I'll just say the whole thing. Every vape shop that I have ever been to in New York, I have found the opportunity to buy illegal drugs, and I wasn't looking. Okay, so hang on. So you've been to Movapes, so you're saying you can buy illegal drugs at Movapes. When I was – listen, since you're – I would never – here's the thing. I would never say – I would never single out any vape shop and say any. That's why I did, wasn't specific when I said it. I just said all the ones I've been to, mm-hmm. and nobody knows which ones I've been to and which ones I, ha- I, I haven't. But you probably can probably figure out a lot of the ones I have been to. Since you're asking me point blank, yes, when I was at the grand opening, somebody offered. Was it an employee? I don't know. Um, but was I offered or was I told where I could get? Yeah, the opportunity presented itself. Absolutely. Okay, Satish? I I can't speak for if you bumped into a guest at the or a customer at the store and uh, the topic came up. Uh, I don't know that I could control any of that type of uh, thing. Yeah. But as for our, our store policy, uh, I mean we're really a vape shop. I know that there's a, a lot of combo um, head shop vape shops in town, but we're we're really all about vaping and. So it's interesting we, you we bring that up, and I believe that you're. I believe you know. I, I, I've met you. I've met you guys, and like I said, I don't know if it was an employee or not. It was the grand opening, so there's so many people around. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, that said, what you just brought up is interesting. the The fact that there are a lot of head shops that you know do sell maybe some e liquid, but it's a smaller part of the business. For the most part, these for the most part, these head shops, they're selling things explicitly. You know, they can't say it, but everybody knows everything in a head shop is for use with marijuana or THC. That's what everybody is buying those products for. It's no secret. Everybody knows it. And in those shops, I think it's probably next to impossible because they they know that people are going in there. They, they, they are under 
I, I don't know if you're under a, a, a magnifying glass or anything, but it, since it's so known that this is what these products are for, you won't find it. You, you mentioned drugs and they just actually believe. You know, you, like there's no chance that any of those stores are going to be selling anything because it's just it's it's just dumb. They they wouldn't do it. And I would think that the same thing would happen in in you know regular traditional electronic cigarette brick and mortars. But that hasn't been my experience, Kevin. I didn't say this on the air, but I'll, I'll take it a step further. And again, I'm not I'm not saying names, and I won't. You know, you have the guy on here, so I answer the question. But I'm not I, I'm not a rat, so I'm not I'm not saying any names. But let me let, let, this is this is a true statement. I have been in a vape shop in New York where there were people openly using, T, uh, you know, THC vaporizers, you know, mostly the the oil kind or the, the uh, earwax kind or whatever, openly using it in the store. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, the owner of that shop was using such a product openly in the store. Number three, the owner of the, uh, of the shop who was using one told me exactly who to buy it from in the store. Right, let's all just clarify that that wasn't me. And no, that, okay, well, I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll say that much. It wasn't a movie. Right, but... <laughs> you know, let's just clarify that that's okay. not. Yeah. That's, that, that, Listen, uh, uh, if, that's if I could just say something. Yeah. The people uh, who like to vape, uh, there's also people who I- indulge in various illicit uh, drug usage, and there is some overlap. Uh, and so I guess that's why this phenomenon's there. Uh, I do think that it hurts the image of vaping, uh, and it makes it more difficult for us to avoid some of the overregulation that seems to be taking place, and uh, the negative attitudes towards it. And I, I think for those of us who just like vaping, uh, you know, we we should all strive to try to separate the two out. Um, and as far as store owners. Um, yeah, I mean, it's frankly illegal and, and you risk your business, uh, as you pointed out in your statement. And uh, there's like really no upside to that. There's <laughs> uh, just no what, upside. What is... uh, and and really, I think uh, the, the reason I got into the business is, is the love of vaping. I think it's just a lot of fun, and especially uh, over the past 18 months, we've seen a progression in, in devices and uh juice variety it's just been a great journey so far and it's just been great to participate in it and it's uh, a shame to to kind of uh take this negative aspect and and mix it in well you know what i think it is kevin and and everyone else what i think it is is i, I mean you guys uh work at or own vape shops um i'm sure you get the question every day you know like can i use this with weed what what percentage of your customers ask you that kevin Oh, jeez. Uh, I'd say every other day we have people oh. come in and ask. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, we, we definitely do. Um, sure. But, you know, we clearly say this is for e-liquid and, uh, you know, no bad feelings from us. Uh, we're not really judgmental about it. We just we just let them know that's not our thing. Well, I think what I think what happens is a lot of the employees at a, at a, at a vape shop, they it's it's kind of reinforcing like again, again and again, you're getting this question. Can I use this thing with weed? And you know, we all know the answer to that is is yes. But the right thing to say is, you know, we don't we don't do that. We use this for nicotine. Okay, but you get that question every day. At a certain point, you're like, well, this is an opportunity, isn't it? It's like I got I got customers coming in with no. I, I'm not doing any advertising. I'm not doing nothing. I'm just 
standing behind the desk here selling an e-liquid, but I have this new customer base coming in every day, and this is something that I could profit on, you know, totally tax-free, you know, you know, you got these people coming. It's an opportunity to start selling stuff, and I think that's what a lot do. And it, it, so, I, I don't know, I think that's probably pretty obvious, but something that I found interesting, Kevin, is that um, I, I, I assume you weren't talking about the gentleman from Movaves, but the other person that you talked to who was, who was mad about me saying this. Um, and I think when you told me, again, I'm not a part of this conversation, I don't know who you were talking about, but the person characterized my statements as, as slanderous or uh, libelous. Am, am I correct? Well, yeah, and, they, and I was going to ask to teach that too because I, I want to ask him, this, this other owner I had talked to was upset by the comments Russ made. They did feel that they were slanderous. It, it could affect their uh, their business. And, and the thing they were mad at, really, was they said, okay, now think about people who hear what Russ said, hear, you know, hear the comment that I just played. And, and I know you said later in the show that you said, but maybe they didn't hear later in the show. Maybe they were just listening to a part of the show and they heard that. They felt like, okay, now what if somebody hears that and decides, well, you know what? I'm not going to sh- uh, uh, shop at uh, New York uh, City vape shops now because if they're selling illegal drugs, I don't want to support that kind of activity. So you know what? I'm not going to shop there anymore. I'll just order online. Well, I mean, let's, it, let's, let's talk about the, those words because those are, two, those are two words that have very specific meaning. Obviously, the person who said them has no idea what those words mean. Slander and libel mean it's very specific. It's yes – if you said something that can damage somebody's business or reputation or livelihood or any of those things, but the statement in order to be slander or libel must be false. I said nothing false. I just told the truth. Uh, well, you know, I, I think, I think a part of, of running the show is, is being a bit of a provocateur and, and, uh, sure. you know, the, if you've had these experiences, I can certainly understand that. Um, I, I would, uh, you know, I'm not angry about your statement. Uh, I don't think I've, but I do think it hurts uh, vaping in New York uh, more than helps it. I, I do think statements to discourage vapors uh, or vape shop owners from over-affiliating with the, the drug side of it uh, is important. But it, to, to kind of uh, to state that drugs are available at every vape shop, I mean, because I'll, I'll say it again, I mean, that's not our store policy. Um, if any of my employees were to be offering any and I were to find out, I mean, it would be let go. I mean, it, it's simple as that. Um, and so it does kind of set up a bad perception. I mean, if you were offered by a customer, I mean, you could be at a grocery store and offered by a customer. And so that wouldn't make all grocery store owners drug dealers. And yeah, so I, I just think that it, it it's a it's a poor statement and it certainly hurts the New York vaping scene more than helps it. I do think that there is a need to to discuss it if, if it's a um uh, becoming something so rampant that uh, it, it, it's actually going to end up uh, causing vaping to be um, restricted. But uh, well, the, bo- I- the bottom line is, if if it didn't happen, I'd have nothing to talk about. I'm talking about it because it's happening. To, for someone to be upset at me for making a statement is ridiculous. You should be upset at 
at the sort, and uh, I'm not saying your sort, because it appears that, and I believe you, that you guys are taking it seriously. These, I'm trying to think of every interaction I've had. Other than yours, they've been from employees. I, I, I'd have to go through every interaction, but it, to, to the best of my knowledge right now, it's, it's been employees or an owner. So you want to be upset at me for talking about it, and I'm not directing this at you. I'm directing it at anybody who's upset. Don't be upset at me. I'm not the one selling. I'm just talking about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a, a reason to be upset, uh, but uh, you know that saddens me to to think that that's taking place. Because if it does um, come to the attention of more media, then it'll just uh, further damage what's pretty young scene there in New York. And and uh, and, and I and, and I and I agree with Satish Russ. I mean, and I I don't think it's good when when you hear I can go to any vape shop in New York City and buy illegal drugs. Again, you don't know who's listening. You don't. I mean, I, you're assuming you are all vapors listening to me, but you don't know who. You may have somebody listening who may have a friend or a family member, you, or a, you know, a cousin, somebody that maybe maybe they go to the media and say, "Hey, I heard this guy say that you can go to any vape shop in New York City and buy illegal drugs." And then you know, how's the media going to spin that? Then make it back to the police. And now there's stings going. On. I mean, it, it, it it's not good. It's not. It can't well, possibly be good well, for vape not, shops when you say that. If it's not happening in your store, then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, but it doesn't help by by talking about it and, and, of course it helps and putting because, a spot. No, it maybe, doesn't. Of course it helps, Kevin, because maybe there are some store owners who weren't aware of this who could now, in whatever way they see fit, take a serious reevaluate their training or their policies. Okay, now, no, this is what would help. If, if, you, if you really wanted to help – then instead of broadcasting it for the whole world to hear, you could say, go to each vape shop or whenever you go to a vape shop and say, hey, I think there's a problem here and discuss it with them privately and work on a solution. Announcing it like that to everybody, that I, that's not really helping. Well, I have. Well, I'm not going to take the time to do that because it's not my problem. <laughs> uh, I think it's something interesting, so I'll talk about it for sure. But uh, as far as, you know, I'm, since I'm not going to take the time to travel to every vape shop to talk to every owner who I don't know every owner about this, I'm not. It's it's not worth my time. But if they hear it or they hear about it from other people, then I have reached them, and then they can address it, and then they can thank me. Because Listen, Russell, you're welcome to come to my shop. I'll buy you lunch, and if you can, <laughs> if you can uh, elicit that kind of response out of anybody in the store where they're offering you drugs, and and then can let me know about it and. And any specifics, and uh, you know, uh, I'll buy you two lunches. That's, I mean, that's but, just, that's uh, and I could address that. But. That's just the point. I would never address any specifics. I would never point anyone out or anything like that because it's just not my uh, nature. I mean, I it, it is important. I do think that you like vaping and uh, want to see it do well, and and so do I. And th this is the type of thing that could damage it uh, beyond repair. Uh, talking about things has never is. damaged anything. The actual sale of, 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 of a, you know, the, they, these owners. No, 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 not you're talking about right, it. I'm right. saying if, if in fact it is very prevalent that people are selling drugs out of their stores, then, I mean, that's huge. That's, that's a huge implication. I mean, it's an illegal activity. Yeah. And if, I, uh, if that's an illegal ban for the distribution of uh, illicit uh drugs and i mean that's huge uh, that, that could shut and down uh i agree it's, and it's newsworthy and the 
reason I brought it up was because it was in the context of the discussion that I was having on the show, which was these stores or this one store in Michigan that got uh, this news organization to come in and catch them on camera selling to 14, you know, selling vape kits to 14-year-old girls. Now, it's a different subject, but this is, it, it's relevant to, to, to what's going on here. Um, I don't think that there's really much concern over the police doing anything about this because they really don't care about pot and THC. It, it's not a big concern to them. But what about for an anti-e-cig person or a legislator who wants to, you know, they're always pushing the, the protect the children argument or the, you know, the people, and that's what the, happened in the Michigan story. But they're also, a lot of times they bring up, hey, you know, people are just using these things to buy drugs. What better way to prove that? You know, send your send your news team. And now you you don't even have to worry about what age they are because it's just illegal no matter what age you are. So send some 35-year-old guy into a store with a hidden camera and say, you know, hey, where do, you know, how do I use this for drugs? And I'm, what I'm saying is, in my experience, they're not going to have to look too hard to get the answers that they're looking for or even get the product that they're looking for, perhaps even right there in the store. It might not be that difficult. Um so, okay, everybody knows about it. Go fuck, go, you know, go do something about it. It's not my problem. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I, I guess uh, it, it isn't your problem. It is definitely the, uh, the problem of the store owners and, and the vaping community in general because uh, we have to kind of police ourselves at this stage um, if we want to see it uh, thrive without, you know, kind of a... Um, regulation that that just uh, stifles it too much but um i want to know what dino's opinion uh, again, is on I'll all this state for the record that you know don't ask this, me uh, <laughs> is have nothing to do with um anything but just uh regular e-liquid um vaping and you know, nothing to do with any kind of uh, drug usage what do you mean why not ask you dino why not I don't want to get involved in this conversation. <laughs> Why? Because I don't. <laughs> I've been getting messages the the whole time you guys have been talking, and the, my answer has been, I have no idea. I'm only along for the ride. <laughs> okay, I guess Dino's not going to give his opinion. Fair enough. All right, well, Satish, I want to thank you for coming on. It was very kind of oh, you to take the time out on. to come on. And uh, if you want to uh, go to Satish's store, it's Movapes. They're in New York. And where are they located again? Let, let people know. We're 1413 uh, Bedford Avenue in Crown Heights and uh, 1860 East 16th Street and Kings Highway. Excellent. Go pay him a visit. And, and again, uh, just to state, uh, we do not in any way support uh, the... the uh, sale or distribution of any kind of narcotics. Yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say, drugs, if you're going to go visit uh, Movapes, uh, don't go looking for weed. <laughs> this is not going to yeah. happen. You go to, if you go to Satish's really uh, meat, he's got some spread there, though. He's got a lot of food when you go there. It's a fantastic store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we put that up for you, Dino. Thanks, buddy. All right, man, well, thanks for coming right. on, Satish. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Dino. Thanks, Kevin. All right, man. So long, bud. All right. And I, it, last time I was there, they had uh, the spread was unbelievable. They had all these like, I don't know what it was. It was it was kind of like 
little Italian sandwiches, but they had like this, uh, like a Korean barbecue type flavor to it. So you, it was, it was unbelievable. Great, great shop. Lots of good hardware. Excellent. So you want to talk about this, uh, Thomas guy? No, no. I mean, I, we, we kind of talked about it the other day on the phone. I mean, I, listen, I, I heard, I heard your show. I heard what he had to say. And my opinion has not changed. It just hasn't changed at all. I mean, I heard I, I still have the same opinion. Honestly, I, like I said on my show, after all that nonsense, this is what should have happened to him. Jason, Jason, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> would shut him right up. <laughs> I actually uh, text uh, uh, Russ after a uh, couple of days after the show. Yep. My my opinion on the guy changed a little bit. I could see where he's coming from with certain things, but I still think that he's got an agenda with the lawsuits. I uh, that that that's one thing I didn't that didn't change my mind. Right. I don't know. I, I look, Russ. I just look at it this way. Okay. This is the way I look at it. If I'm going to drive down the street doing a hundred miles an hour, and I get pulled over for doing a hundred miles an hour, I'm going to take responsibility. And I'm going to accept my time. I'm not going to argue and I'm not going to sit there and try to. I, I, I have to accept responsibility and accept my ticket for doing 100 miles an hour and pay my ticket. Take responsibility for your actions. If you want to go out and vape where you're not supposed to be vaping, you know it's illegal and you're vaping anyway. And someone wants to hand you a ticket. Take the fucking ticket. You know, we'll if I'm going to speed, I'm going to take take responsibility for your what, actions. What what ticket? In the, in the in the example that you gave, you were driving 100 miles an hour. I guarantee you're getting a ticket. I don't care who you are. 100 uh, miles an hour, you're going to jail. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but this guy take what ticket? They never wrote a ticket. They never threatened to write him a ticket. Which is they absolutely shocking. It. it is shocking. But I mean, you know, he. I think. I think there is a little agenda there. I think Dino's right. I mean, this guy's filming cops. He's obviously looking for something to happen. Why is he doing all this? Why is he standing like what? I guess one is he standing across the street filming the cops. Why? Well, I won't represent his opinion because his opinion is well represented by himself and my show. Anyone interested in hearing yes. it because I asked him that question. You can go go back and listen to it. I won't try to paraphrase him. Um, but in terms of just going back the the shock over why didn't they write the ticket? I was confused about that too. Why wouldn't they just 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 write the fucking ticket? What, what are they dicking around with this? Just write the ticket and he goes to court. It's it's out of their hair at that point. I think his explanation, uh, which I guess I will paraphrase a little bit, um, was was pretty good and very insightful. That they didn't write the ticket because they weren't supposed to be there. Poachers. He um, referred to them as I think. Poachers. Yeah. Um, it made a lot of sense because if they were if they were just transit cops that. That's what they're doing. They're go- they're going around. They're trying to find any kind of infraction, writing tickets. That's that's what they have. To, that's their business. But with these guys, um, it looked like they were fishing for something much more because they had they had probable cause for him for him vaping. The guy, if you believe what Sean said, and I have no no reason to think that he was lying. He did it purposely so that one of the cops could see him. The cops saw him. That's all they need to write the ticket. They didn't write the ticket for a, for for a, for a reason, Kevin. What the yeah for well number one he wouldn't even fucking hand them the, his identification. They never asked for it. You know yes they did. He said give me your ID. And he said it, it, I it, don't I'm not carrying any. At which point you can ask for a verbal ID. You, you only have to uh, supply your identification when they're writing the ticket. They never at that point if you get now if they start writing a ticket out you do have to provide your that's the one time you've got to provide your ID. You're being cited for for violating law. You got to give it at that point. 
it never got to that point. All I know is if I was there and they came up to me and said, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'd say, I'm vaping. Well, you're which, a good boy. Which, which you're, he probably would have said, okay, do you know it's against the law to vape? Uh, yes, I do, sir. Okay, we're going to write a citation. Okay, thank you for the citation. Well, you're, because you're I knew good, damn well it's, it's against the law to vape, and I'm taking responsibility for my action. Well, you're a good boy, Kevin. You're a good subservient citizen. No, it's not and, good. And it's taking responsibility for your actions. I'm, I'm sure the police are very, very happy that you would be uh, subservient to whatever whim or will they had at any time. It's not about being subservient to that. It's taking responsibility for your action. If you want to work on and vape where you're not allowed to, and it doesn't matter what the fuck it is. If It's probably illegal to go take a shit in fucking Central Park. But if I'm going to go take a shit in Central fucking Park and I get caught doing it, I'm going to say, okay, I take responsibility, take me to jail, whatever the fuck you're going to do, and accept responsibility for my action. Not try yeah. to weasel my way out of it with all this fucking talk and and show me this and uh, you got to fight. I, I wouldn't no. say he was trying to weasel out of anything. I think if anything, he wanted to get arrested. He yeah. wanted to fucking. Yeah. To, no. To, no. He oh, wasn't oh, trying to weasel out of nothing. No, that guy. Absolutely. He is openly and he said this. He said he disagrees with this law. He is openly challenging the law by openly breaking it. That is that is called civil disobedience, Kevin. So that he could get arrested and uh, what is it? Uh, another lawsuit. I, I I think he's looking for lawsuits. There is no opportunity for a lawsuit there. He's vaping. He got a ticket. There. He can't, There's nothing to sue over. They didn't touch him. No, well, but, they, I, but I'm they, saying they, he tried to instigate so they would do something against the law. I think he's an instigator. He's trying to instigate to get them to do something wrong. And the second they do something wrong, he's filing complaints. He's filing lawsuits. Why well, does he got to sue for uh, he has, money? He has, he has filed. Well, Actually, he has not filed any lawsuit yet, but he is, to to the best of my knowledge, preparing to. And it's on those cases where he was physically abused. There is one video where he is doing nothing other than filming an officer making an arrest with nothing really going on. You've seen this video, right, Dino? Yes, I he's have. In some, he's 30 feet away. He is saying nothing. He is doing nothing. He's not even moving. And nothing is happening. The cop is just, there's one cop, he's he's. Booking this, I, it's not even clear what the uh, violation was for. Uh, the suspect was being completely compliant. The cop was being quiet. Nothing was happening. So his backup came, this other officer, and within a few seconds of him seeing him uh, filming this incident, which is completely legal, completely protected by the First Amendment, and completely even within the policies of the MTA that you are allowed to film anyone or anything in the subway. Within a few seconds, this new cop that, that comes down goes up to him, walks 30 feet over to him, stands a half a foot in front of his face and starts bullying him. Am I making any of this up, Dino? Not at all. And then later on, the cop um, uh, took his camera, deleted the footage, and violently arrested him, which caused uh, some significant injuries. Um, yeah, that's worth a lawsuit. Significant injuries? Yeah. What do you a def- busted lip. <laughs> bu- bu- <laughs> busted lip, uh, strained back, some other shit. And how much is he suing for that? Half mil. He hasn't, fi- he, he hasn't filed yet. You know how many times I've gotten beaten up by cops? <laughs> yeah, right. Did you ever and sue you Dino? By, <laughs> and, and, and as bad as it seems today, especially with the NYPD, it's actually a lot better than it used to be. The reason why you're seeing it more is because we all carry a camera on us at all times. Everybody's got a, a everyone's got a, a video recorder in their pockets, which has not happened uh, up until the last five years or so. Um, so while we're seeing this more in the news, it's actually happening less. And it's because people record the police. That's why it's a good idea to record the police during their duties, because people just tend to behave less violently when they know they're on camera. Not everybody, 
but most people, including most cops. I don't know. All I know is years and years and years and years ago. It was pro- I think it was 1999, 1998. I, I don't want to explain what happened. I just had an incident that involved a police officer, and this police officer did some pretty fucked up stuff to me. Now, I didn't go and say, I'm going to sue him. I'm going to try to get rich off this. What I, what I did do, though, is I went after his job. I called his boss. I talked to the boss of his boss. I talked to any superior I could, and uh, I, I went after the guy's job. I wanted him to lose his job for what he did to me. I did didn't say, I'm going to go fucking sue him for a half million dollars. I just want, well, this is what happened, Rusty. This is the problem. I got, I got pretty far, and then my friends were suggesting I should get a lawyer because it, it, it was, you know, it's get, I, they, they told me to call a lawyer. So I called a lawyer. And what the lawyer said to me was, is he said, you know, you're doing a good job and and we could probably get this guy fired. But if we get this guy fired, you better leave town. And Mm -hmm. not do you have to move out of town. You can never go through that town ever again. And I said, and I said, why? He said, well, because, you know, what they're going to do to you. I've had he's had a circumstance like this with another client, blah, blah, blah. So then, you know, I just had no, I had no money at the time to just move out of town, and I, and my job was here. How am I not going to come to town? I fucking work in this town, so yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't pursue anything. But my point is, is I didn't go after. Oh, let's zooming, uh, make, uh, get rich off it. No, I just wanted something to happen to this guy for what he did to me, whether it be a job loss, pay, you know, pay suspension, something, something. And Kevin, you just, you made the point better than I did that the process for for doing this. For having some accountability is broken. You wanted to do you, you, some, something wrong, something bad happened to you that you didn't deserve that was wrong, right? Yes. Your, your civil rights were violated, whatever you oh, want to yes, put it. Oh, yes, they were. And you couldn't do anything about it because the system is fixed. So the only way to do you tried to do it from within the department. And what happened? Basically, you were threatened. I mean, not really, but you were told, you know, this is what's yes. going to happen. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why you go outside of that box into another box that's available to you. And that is the judicial, the judicial, judicial system where you can hold them accountable in front of a, in, in front of a hopefully impartial judge, which if you do it federally, you're likely to find. And that's the route he's taking. He's, he's, he went through the whole thing on the show. He said, I went to the, there's an agency in New York set up for this. This, But he's uh, also going after money. He's going after a payday. I have a great way to get back at the cops when they beat you up. When you're handcuffed in the backseat of the car, Start farting. <laughs> Just shit yourself. But 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 seriously, true. Um, whether or not he's motivated to do this for money, I think is unlikely. He's been doing this for the past 10 years. He has two days. I was wrong about that 400. That was another dude. You know, when, when we talked, he clarified that it, it was a totally another dude. So he has not received one penny. So I, I don't think somebody does something for 10 years without filing a lawsuit, without getting any money. If his main motivation is money, that doesn't make any sense. That's not his main motivation. He would have stopped doing it a long time ago if it was. Right. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm doing this. Okay. I'll tell you what. uh, I can't speak for him, but I'll speak for myself. I do film the police. When I see a police making an arrest or something like that, I do film. Nothing's really ever happened. The only only time I've ever been approached, I did put on YouTube. Um, But I I film them just to... Because I want everybody to be safe. And if something bad happens, I want there to be some kind of accountability. And if I could do that, but just by taking out my camera, I'll do it. So that's why I do it. That's my motivation. And here, I'll put this out on the record. If, and I don't think it'll happen, but if it does, if it does happen, 
that, you know, I'm bullied into not recording or I have my property seized illegally or if I get beat up by a cop, uh, would I sue? Absolutely. And I would do it as, as a 1983 lawsuit, which um, the difference between that and suing the department is that there is some accountability to the officer. They're going to have to pay money out of their own pocket which uh, you can't do uh, through any other method. They're, the, the, the taxpayers are just going to pay for it. But I'll tell you this, if one day that does happen, and if one day I do get a settlement, it's going to the ACLU. Okay. I hope that if Russ ever does get arrested, I hope that I get arrested with him. <laughs> Uh, I, I hope that doesn't happen because I don't think the, I don't think the encounter is going to go the way I want it to. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, I, I have to move on because I've got the holster guy waiting for me, and I'm 20 minutes late. But I want to thank you for coming on, Russ. It's been a while, and it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, I just two seconds. Yes. Tuesday is going to be interesting. Um, I'm doing something I've never done before and I don't even know how to describe it. So I'm not going to, uh, I'll just describe what it's not going to be. It's not going to be a show about vaping. It's not going to be about police abuse or any kind of state abuse for that matter. It's not going to be about my sex life or me wiping my ass or imaginary monkeys. It's going to be something I've never done before. I've been working on it, um, all day today. Uh, and I, I, I don't even know how to begin to describe it, um, but Sounds like Baker White's juice. We're gonna start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll start with uh, it's gonna be uh, okay. I'll, I'll give it a. I guess I'll give it a title: "The Universe in You," and it's gonna be something completely different. And uh, I don't know how popular it's gonna be, but it, uh, it should be. Given the amount of time I'm spending on it over the weekend, it, it, it should be at least interesting. So I'll see you all on Tuesday. The Universe in You. Okay. I always listen to Russ's show. I do. I do most of the time. I am. A, I am. A, I am listen every week. I don't want to hang myself when he doesn't do his show, but I definitely listen. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's talk uh, two seconds about. Yeah. That. People go nuts. Please explain because I I get these fucking messages. You don't understand. You don't do a show, and I get messages. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, why is Russ doing a show? Oh, this is bullshit. Da, 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 da. And listen, uh, explain because I I think it's bullshit. I think people should be happy that they even get a goddamn show. To, to, to listen to. They have no idea that the, the kind of time and work that goes into doing these shows, nor do they give a shit, obviously, because they wouldn't complain if there wasn't a show if they did. But please, please explain to these people, Russ, why every why they don't they, they may not get a show every week. Well, it, you know, when you said that at the beginning of the show, I didn't know you wanted to talk about it. So I'm just like, well, how often do I miss a show? So I went back into into our stream. Yeah. And let me ask you a question, Kevin. Take a guess. In the last six months, Six months. How many shows have I missed? What's um, your guess? I would guess four. My guess is five. The correct answer is three. Three shows in six months. Folks, life happens sometimes and other times. It's like you said, if I don't think, I don't, I don't care what anyone else's quality thing is. Listen, some people, they just go to these shows because they want to fucking chat in the, in the chat room. And I could, I don't, I don't. I don't care what your standard of what a good show is. My standard is all that matters. And if I don't meet my own standard, I won't do a show. It's as simple as that. If you don't like it, there's 18,000 other vape shows that are on at every second of every hour of every day of every week where you can go jerk off in the chat room. So, have, <laughs> have at it, you know, go, go somewhere else. I don't care about you. Right. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. I think it's absurd. I think it's absurd when people complain. It fucking pisses me off because they have no idea that the, you know, that I I do I do a show as much as I can. We do shows pretty much almost every week. You know, I'll take a holiday off or something, and every but every once in a while, I'll just take a Sunday off because I just need a break. I need a yeah. goddamn break. Yeah. It's exhausting. You know, and that's the other thing that doing doing a show is. I, I, for me, at least, it's exhausting. It's a, it, and it's a lot of work. And sometimes, maybe I, maybe no, that's never happened. But maybe one day I'll, I'll have a good show and I'll just be like, "Fuck it, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like you know staying up all night to edit this and get it uploaded and and all this shit. I get shit to do tomorrow. So fuck it, you know." Because I, it I'll tell you, and I don't know why, why. I don't understand why it makes you upset. I could care less. I could care less about the complaints. I right. don't give a shit. Because you know, for for me now, doing these shows, this is how it works. Okay. Tomorrow is Monday. I purposely took Mondays off from my job because it starts tomorrow. Tomorrow starts. What am I going to talk about Sunday? What am I going to do Sunday? What am I, what's my topic going to be Sunday? It starts on Monday. And then, you know, I, I go on all week and do I want to do this? I'm researching. Do I want to, you know, it's, a, it's an everyday fucking thing. The show is on my mind. The show, the show, the show. Okay. So I decided, can I get this guest? Can I get that guest? Some people respond. Some people don't respond. Then, you know, you make it on a Friday. Three people respond. And you're like, oh, shit, because you already play. It, it's a whole thing. It's a daily thing, this show. To make you know, it 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 really is, and it start it'll start tomorrow morning when I wake up. Okay, what am I gonna do next Sunday? It's already on my mind. I'm already planning. I'm already starting to put stuff together. People have to understand this is an everyday thing, and this is a job, and this is a job. We're not getting paid. <laughs> this is a job we're doing for free, so we can bring you guys this stuff. And when somebody complains because we may not have a show in a week, I, what I think is you're a, you're a fucking dick. How dare you <laughs> complain? I really do. I'm like, what a fucking asshole. Does he does he have any idea? I mean, really, just stop. Everybody stop it. I don't care. All right. <laughs> I don't care either. Dino doesn't care either. You give a shit. I don't give two fucks. <laughs> That's what I love about Dino. There's just so many important topics in the world where he just he just doesn't give a shit. And is <laughs> so unapologetic uh, and so sincere. I, I love it. it is. I love you too, buddy. Have a good night, folks. All right, man. Talk to you later. Thanks, Russ. Cheers. Russ. All right. Wasn't that fun? Excellent. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Okay. Remove him from this group. Bang. There goes Russ. Okay. We got to bring on the uh, vape holster guy. I want to bring him on. I see he's on hold. It's like almost 1030. Hello. Are you there, sir? Yeah, this is Kevin. I'm here. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? Everybody, this is Kevin. Kevin makes this. uh, He makes the vape holster. And I'll explain you again real quick how I came across this. We had a customer come in the store about a week ago. And he had told me that uh, he was getting a vape holster for his, you know, to hold his ma and his juice and stuff. And he's telling me about this. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard of. <laughs> I said, how dumb is that? He goes, no, man, it's going to be cool. So anyway, he came into the store today and he had, you know, he got his vape holster and he showed it to me. And I I have to say, I mean, I, I was impressed. I was impressed by the... Uh, just the work that went into it. It was really nice. I mean, again, it's not something that I would wear because I don't wear holsters, but I'm sure that other people would. And the thing was, I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, it was, can you explain to to people, number one, I'm going to put pictures. I have some pictures I'm going to put up in the chat, but can you explain to people exactly what this thing is and what it's made of and and the process you go through to make it? Because you were telling me in the store today and, and it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I use uh, I use vegetable, vegetable tan leather that I get from a uh, tandy leather, 
Um, I get a huge hide and I cut it down to the pattern that I want. Uh, but basically, I took the mods and juice bottle um, as a template and uh, basically designed the holster similar to what I'd seen out there uh, that I knew had worked. I have done uh, many other gun holsters before, um, so it was a very similar process to like a pancake-style holster you'd see for a regular gun. And uh, I just basically made my own design to work with the, the mods that I had been given to me. And uh, they, they wanted specific patterns on there as well, designs. In, in, in the past two cases, they were a skull and crossbones, and then the most recent one was a skull and, and, uh, and the cross wrenches. Now, how did you, now how did you you know, you know start doing this? I mean, because I've seen you show me some of your other work. You made like wallets, and you made uh, uh, you made motorcycle seats. Do you know he brought in today? He made this fucking. Yeah. He made a whip. He made this fucking whip. Let me tell you, Dino. Have you ever heard a whip go off in front of you? No. Those things are fucking loud. I didn't realize how loud it was because they're like, oh, it's going to be loud. I'm like, what are they talking about? Because you see it in movies and on TV and stuff. This fucking thing was loud as shit. I couldn't believe it. I want it. a whip. Yeah, it was badass. I'm like, look at that whip. Because <laughs> he said, he explained it. He says, well, it actually, you know, it breaks the sound barrier when, when you're whipping it. I mean, obviously, you have to know how to do it, but he knew how to do it. And this thing, I, I, I want one of those whips. Sell me a whip. <laughs> two whips. Put two whips on the fucking queue. Yeah, <laughs> but how did you get into making these vape holsters? I mean, did because you've been doing leather work for a while. Did someone just come to you and ask if you could make something like that? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I've been doing leather work for about thirteen years now, and it all started off with wanting to make my own wallet, and then it just grew from there, making things for you know family members and friends uh, along the way, and you know I've made you know uh, journal covers, purses. Um, dream catchers, all kinds of stuff. You know, there's just a huge world of, of possibilities out there. And, uh, and you know, started once I, I actually really took off with uh, making gun holsters. Yep. I actually went out and got my, my permit to go and take people's guns home with me to, to make, make holsters for them. And, uh, and that's for, like, gunslinger-style rigs uh, down to, uh, you know, inside the waistband carry for, you know, uh, for a regular um, semi-automatic. So there's a whole wide range of different things that I've done out there, and uh, it's, it is a passion of mine, and there's, there's just and – and I love it because every single project, project that I do is different. And right. um, so it never gets dull, that's for sure. You know what, and, you know? Uh, he, makes, he makes holsters for tools, too. He had a tool holster. Yeah, for a Dewalt drill. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. nice. Uh, it's a big fucking holster. I'm telling, it was. It was a big holster. It was beautiful. It was really, really nice. I mean, he he hand stitches these things. They're they're nice leather and and like the. What's dis- the name of your company? Well, I don't have a have a company per se. This is a uh, this is a hobby of mine. So oh, okay, I ask because like- I had a motorcycle seat made by a guy in Connecticut, a leather a leather worker. I thought maybe oh, I was yeah? okay. I was hoping you were the same guy. Yeah, no, this oh, is just something uh, he does on the side. And he actually, he showed me a picture of a motorcycle seat. In fact, I'm going to have him do my motorcycle seat. I mean, this one he did was beautiful. I mean, it, and, and the, the designs on it, can you explain the process of how you get the designs on it? Because it's very, very time-consuming, the way you were explaining it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I find, I find the design that I like or that the, that the customer or, you know, the person I'm working wants. And then with uh, Photoshop, I you know I alter it or resize it to the uh, size that I want to work with uh, for that piece. Print it out, and then I, I trace it uh, with tracing mylar film um, 
it, with a with a mechanical pencil, and then I use uh, various tools to transfer the leather, or excuse me, transfer the pattern to the leather uh, when the leather's wet. And then um, you have to carve the design in with a swivel knife and use various stainless steel tools with a rawhide mallet and and tap all the designs into it. Yeah, he says all the designs are are cool. Yeah, and he ta- he ta- he has to tap the design in with a fucking mallet. I mean, I'm really familiar with that process. I've seen it done. It's very time consuming. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. artwork. Like for example, that holster that you made for uh, Dustin. How long did it take you to make that? You know, one of the one of the bad things uh, for me is that I, I haven't been timing myself. You know, that that took about a week. You know, and I would work on it. You know, for an hour here, a couple hours there. I mean, if I had to, to really guess, it, it, would, it would probably be close to, if not over, 10 hours worth of work. Wow. Um, and, you know, I've been kind of shortchanging myself because most of my, my, my time, I, I'll be lucky if I'm getting, like, under, uh, under minimum wage for, for my time. Right. But it's, it's more, more so I'm doing it because it's, it's a hobby and I love it. So uh, even if I'm not necessarily making as, as much as I'd hope to be making, it's, it's something Well, that don't I, charge too much in the vaping industry because you're not allowed to make money in the vaping industry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, duly noted. People get mad at you if you make money. In the <laughs> yeah, they get all pissed. <laughs> no, but I have a I have a family member that that owns a, a vape shop um, down there in Rocky Hill, uh, and uh, uh, it was through them that I found out about you know the the, the desire and need to have holsters for for these uh, these mods, and uh, it was it was kind of a no brainer and an easy transition for me from making uh, gun holsters. So I I, I uh, whipped up a couple samples and then. Uh, Somebody else wanted one exclusively with this design, and uh, then it just kind of grew from there. So I've, I've gotten a list of orders already, and I I, gotta, I have to get cracking to uh, start filling the orders. So no, I, I think it's great how, because how I, I've seen, like, you know, pe- stuff you can put on your belt to hold your mod or juice or something. But, you know, like, it's like generic fucking Chinese shit. I, I've never, never seen anything like that. I mean, that's that's very, very, very intricate. What if somebody wanted to have a holster made? Would are you still doing that? Will you still make holsters for people? I will, uh, but it's it's with the understanding that there might be a small waiting period because this is a, a hobby of mine, and there are a number of other projects uh, ahead of me right now. So it's not like I, I have a, a factory process and I can get things done, you know, uh, pretty quick. <laughs> So I mean, right now with my with my current status, I have with what orders, uh, it might be a few weeks, if not a month away, before I can even consider doing one. And then even still, so I have a, a you know a floating period time, time frame of like a week or two uh, in order to actually create one from start to finish because of uh, not knowing where where I'm where and when I might be uh, out and about for my regular day to day job. So right. So it's you know you heard you heard what Kevin just said. So knowing that if you are interested. I'm going to put a link to the pictures of his holsters on the replay page, and I'll put a uh, link to his email address. His email address is solofalconleather at gmail.com. I'll put it in the chat right now, and I'll put it in the replay notes so people can see it. There it is right there. If you are interested in getting one of these holsters, listen, again, I'm not a person that wears holsters, but... I, I, there's people that do, and there's people that will, and the thing is, it, it's beautiful. It really is. You do really, really great work, and you know, it's going to be like a real deal, genuine leather, custom made holster. I mean, it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah, and one of the other things, 
I have a, I have another um, a woman that I like to, to work with with leather, um, and she came up with a, a pretty good idea that I want to play around with too. And uh, there's some there's some faux alligator uh, skin out there. It's actually cowhide, but yep. they put a print on there. It, it looks identical to uh, um, to alligator hide. But you can you can you can dye it whatever color you want. And I was thinking of doing some some uh, holsters, vape holsters that would have this alligator print on there, and, and maybe add some you know feminine touches to it to reach you know both sides of the uh, the field out there instead of just sticking with, with skulls and stuff you know um so i that's that's just an, an idea that i want to play around with here uh shortly listen well, before you start getting all kinds of orders i want two whips one for me and one for kevin yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying i want a whip i swear to god you make make uh, a whip man. and i'll buy it <laughs> two whips i want a whip and he wants a whip <laughs> that was dino was fucking awesome i will be fucking running around the house whipping every fucking body <laughs> I'm telling you, you would fuck uh, someone up split, with this you'll whip. You'll split skin with it. This, this is a bullwhip style. It's, it's like the Indiana Jones style bullwhip. So, I mean, well, I at least, least want to run around the parking lot and crack, crack <laughs> yeah, the fucking thing. I'm telling you. I've never seen anything like it. I didn't realize how loud they were. The thing was fucking loud and it was badass. I, yeah. I, I'm My with neighbor's going to think I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Make two whips and we'll, we'll, we'll buy two whips, please. <laughs> I want a whip. That <laughs> was cool as shit. <laughs> it really was. All right, well, thank you, Kevin, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. The uh, The holsters are really, really nice, and I'll put the information in the replay notes for everybody. I want and- a holster for my whip, too. <laughs> right. I want a whip. No, those are extremely simple to make, actually. It's just a simple little closure. If you, ever, if you're, if you go and watch Indiana Jones, you can actually see it. It's just a little piece of leather that wraps around and closes around it. So you couldn't make anything easier. I want to carry one and ride my bike. Yeah, me too. I- there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and I'll put all the information yeah, on the thanks. replay for everybody. And uh, thank you. I mean, they're, they're really, really nice holsters, and uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to have me on. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, take care. So Bye. Yeah, man, that bullwhip was bad. Fuck this, <laughs> man. We're talking, like, about vape holsters and shit. He's like, he goes, hey, I got a whip. And and this guy's like, really? And the story's like, go get it. And he went and he got this fucking whip and he came back and he's like, you want me to, he goes, he goes, is it okay if I crack it? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, why would you ask? He's like, it's because it's going to be really loud. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm thinking whatever. That fucking shit echoed through the store. It was like, bam. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> It's the coolest thing I ever saw. <laughs> that was like awesome. It'll be my new nickname, Bullwhip Dino. <laughs> Bullwhip Dino. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, so we did it. We got through another show. I love it. It's awesome. What is that, like my 300th show? I have no, no idea. No, I actually checked it. You did? 146 as of last week. So today is your 147th show. Holy cow. 147 shows. You hear that, people? Instead of complaining if I'm not doing a show, you should be kissing my ass saying, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the 147 fucking shows. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It really is. It's crazy. That's only what's on SoundCloud. Right. That doesn't even include the uh, Blog Talk Radio shows. There's got to be another 50 on there. Uh, they're really that many. Yeah, so we're probably pushing like 200. Yeah, boy! That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, Dino, thank you. Thank you for coming on again. It's been a very, very fun show. Unless there's anything you want to add. I, I don't know. I didn't no, even ask you. Not really. Not really? 
Nope, I'm good. Okay, cool. All right, well, then we will see you next week, sir. All right, buddy. All right, man, later. Good night. All right, that was it. That was the show. Thank you to Nickwid, nickwid.com, for sponsoring the entire network and bringing this great content. Thank you, Nickwid. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you have Anti-Nanny with Raven Grimm. Tuesday at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you're going to have Russ with ClickBang. Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you are going to have... It's the Sleeping Monkeys. Dimitri with Smoke Free Radio. Thursday at 9 o'clock, you're going to have the Genie K Show. I will be back next Sunday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I am out. Have a good evening.